0: Welcome back. It's Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A couple of weeks ago, there was an article in Maclean's magazine about rent strikes. Toronto tenants are leading a rent strike against some of the country's largest corporate landlords. Ontario's rent control typically limits rent increases to between 2 and 3% per year, However, above guideline rent increases enable landlords to raise rents significantly more than that. Some tenants are fighting back. Charlene Henry is leading the way for her building's rent strike. She is a tenant at 33 King Street in Toronto. Hey Charlene, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I really appreciate getting your perspective.
1: Thank you for having me this morning, Dave. I do appreciate it as well.
0: So I think the place to start here is why. Why did you and some of your fellow tenants think a rent strike was the right solution?
1: So it wasn't we snapped our fingers and decided to go on a rent strike. It was a journey to get to a rent strike. We've been organizing in our building for about five to six years against above guideline increases. And our building has the most approved above guideline increases in the city of Toronto with six in less than 10 years. And tenants are feeling very frustrated, helpless and feeling like they're being, got, um, being taken advantage of with the above guideline increases, which are for capital expenditure repairs. Our building has been done major renovations over the years. Most recently, in the past two years, we've had balcony repairs and window repairs. And in the past, we've had a major parking garage overhaul. And that has, is where the above guideline increases came from. And folks were just frustrated.
0: What have those kinds of increases done to the bottom line and the pocketbooks of tenants? What, what, what have those what have those numbers looked like for people?
1: So the numbers look like families facing an increase of about $50 to $60 each year and also waiting a long time for it to be approved. So the landlord will give you a document saying that your rent is going to go up by the allowable, like this year was 2.5% and in previous years they've added on that 3% and families are looking at about $50 to $60 increases every year year after year so it can go up to 3 years so that's $50 let's just use 50 that's $150 extra over 3 years for folks paying more rent in a time where as we all know cost of living is a very big issue mm-hmm. a lot of people in my building work from home now due to the COVID pandemic and haven't gone back to work and are making less because they're working from home. So families are struggling. We have a lot of pensioners in our building as well who are on fixed incomes, who are struggling just to make ends meet, which includes rent and food.
0: How's the strike going so far?
1: So we've been on the strike for seven months now. We started on June 1st and December 1st marked the seventh month that we were on the rent strike. We do have about 200 families in the building that's over 400 units on the rent strike and participating and withholding the rent. So far, the rent strike has gone well, but the only thing that's not gone well is that our landlord does refuse to meet with us as a collective, as a tenant association, and as a tenant union to discuss our demands. They want to meet with tenants one-on-one and have tenants go into a repayment plan, which is something that we as a Tenant Union Association don't want. We want a collective bargaining to happen with the landlord and to come to an agreement mutually between the two of us.
0: How how worried are you and some of your fellow strikers uh, about potential consequences?
1: Well, some of the consequences that can happen are eviction. And in all honesty, folks have received the L1, which is notice to appear at the Landlord-Tenant Board for an eviction hearing. And about 40 or so tenants that are on rent strike have received that so far. The majority of us have not received anything. I'll be honest, some people are very afraid. And some folks like me who are are very involved, volunteer, come out to the meetings are not afraid because they know that it's a process. The Landlord-Tenant Board, as we know, is backed up. It takes months to hear a hearing and we have a legal team supporting us. So we Some of us, I'll say 50% of us, feel scared and have conversations with myself as the chairperson and other people in the tenant Association about how they feel. And about 50% of us know that an order has to come through for us to be evicted. So we're withholding our rent. We're not asking for free rent. And when that time comes and if an order goes through or a negotiation happens, we will gladly pay our full rent that we owe.
0: I suppose there's a little bit of uh, irony there for so often the uh, rental board and tenant board ends up uh, being a place where tenants can't get their case seen uh, because of the big backup there. And it seems like it's now working against uh, the landlords, ironically, uh, for, for once here. Uh, Charlene, how? Do you, obviously the story that you're talking about is very, it's very personal to you, but I think there's probably a lot of people across the city and across the country who can relate to your experience of significant rate increases above the approved rate for uh, minimal to, to, to low capital investments in a building. What are some suggestions or, or, or what are you thinking about more broadly in regards to, aside from your just your building, how this fits into the broader rental struggle that a lot of people are going through across the country right now?
1: So I must admit that I think about that every day, Dave, because we started this struggle many years ago and thought it was just our building, quickly learned that it was happening all over our community. That's why we have the York Southwest Tenant Union, and then quickly realized it's not just our community, it's the city, it's the province, it's the country. So in a broader sense, I personally would love to see real deep affordable housing for folks that need it. I don't know how that will come about. I do believe that people with lived experiences like myself and other organizers across the city and country need to be at that table, and that politicians and policymakers need to listen to us because we have that lived experience. We have gone through this. We have tenant associations in a lot of our buildings in New York Southwest Tenant Union, but I would love to see a movement where there's tenant associations in every type of building all across this country, where people are educated and understand how the laws work in their province for and against them, because they do work both ways, mm. and how they can organize and feel safe in their homes. Because a lot of people feel insecure in their, in their housing. And that's the big issue. Housing insecurity, just like food insecurity, is a huge issue. And if we don't as Canadians, rectify that. What's going to happen to the next generation? So that's where my mind thinks um, goes every single day on this journey that I'm on. When I speak about tenant rights, it's about what's going to happen in the future. How can we, as the people who are these constituents and vote, change policy? Mm-hmm. Because the policies right now are not in favour of, of renters and tenants. And we all know that. And we realise that. That's why we're organizing. and That's why we're seeing a wave of people organizing tenants across the city, province, and country.
0: Charlene I empathize with you because I think about housing and housing insecurity pretty much every day as well. It's a uh, it's it's a bad situation out there. People like yourself and myself have been warning about a housing crisis for 15 or 20 years when it comes to affordability and now we find ourselves where we sit today which is a really really dire situation for a lot of people. The, the biggest driver on inflation right now is the cost of housing and and that's the truth the biggest driver on inflation right now is the cost of housing whether it be for renters or for owners and until people start talking about it in those terms this problem is going to keep circling and circling and circling
1: i i totally agree with you dave It it is a huge issue and i'm glad to be able to speak about it and educate folks who may not have the idea of the perspective of a renter and we all aspire to be homeowners, but it seems so far out of our reach right now that we have to, we feel like we have to fight for what we have. Yeah. And for me, that's fighting for every tenant in my, in my building because even if they're not on the rent strike, they're gonna benefit from whatever happens at the end of this and keep advocating for people who are renting across this beautiful country who aren't aware that they could have a tenant association. And it doesn't have to all be bad and aren't aware that they have certain rights because education is the key to making our society better. It's just mm. simply that.
0: Charlene, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for taking some time to offer some insight and perspective on this story today. Uh, best of luck to you and you and your fellow tenants.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. I do appreciate it and
0: you have a great day. Thank you so much. That is Charlene Henry, a tenant leading a rent strike at 33 King Street in Toronto. Coming up after the break, very, very excited to be welcoming Shane Baker back to the program. Shane's going to be talking about big life changes and the mental strain that comes along with them. So Shane will share his experience managing stress during a change in life. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.